This is Do We Like Movies. It's a podcast where two guys review individual movies, sequels, and occasional television shows. In this show, we talk about our experiences with them, and we answer the question, Do we like this movie? Welcome to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel. And I'm your Sorcerer Supreme host, Javi. And uh, here we are talking Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is a movie that came out a couple months ago already, and we both saw it in theaters, but I think because we were having such a hard time putting together a regular schedule, like during the time that this movie came out, I think we both decided that we were going to wait until it finally hit Disney+. Plus. Uh, before we'd reviewed this movie on the show it just became so much easier to just wait for this movie to be on disney plus which surprisingly did not take that long from what i was reading this might be the quickest like from theater run to uh disney plus streaming that a movie has had since you know disney started doing that it's something like 47 days since debut to stream so that's pretty crazy yeah and yeah this movie had i mean it had a pretty long had a pretty good run it had a huge opening weekend if i remember correctly like it was one of those movies that very low-key got people hyped for for a character that most people didn't really care for what six years ago i'm gonna be totally honest I didn't really care for this character at all. And really the only thing that I had seen him in up until this point was uh, the Avengers movies that he was in and then Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm -hmm. And I honestly hadn't watched Doctor Strange until the week before we watched Multiverse of Madness in theaters. Really? That was the first time you've seen it? I didn't get around to it. It was one of those movies that I always kind of thought I was going to get to, and then I never really cared for it. And then I felt like I had seen all the best bits of Doctor Strange in the team-up movies. And after watching Doctor Strange 1 and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I think I might be right. I think I think Doctor Strange as a character, I feel like he fits better as part of an ensemble than when he's asked to be the star of his own movie. It's funny because I don't feel like he was the star. Like, even this movie felt like an ensemble movie. I think so. I think think Disney and Marvel figured out what I figured out, which is this guy's not interesting enough to handle his own movie. So they make him a side character in Spider-Man, and in this one, even though he is the guy whose name is in the title, he ends up playing, in some ways, he ends up playing second banana to America Chavez in this. Yeah, no, that was a huge reveal. America Chavez coming into the MCU. She's just like huge. And apparently her portrayal being very polarizing among like comic book fans, because some people felt that she was too Sam Raimi screaming girl. Um other people feeling like you have to build up the character and that that's kind of what this movie does before she kind of has her own standalone stuff or whatever they got planned for her 
But ultimately, yeah, this movie for it, it's very much like Captain uh, Captain America: Civil War, where it's just where that that one was just you know Avengers two point five. This was just you know, I guess Magic Marvel two point I think is the only way to call it. Like mm-hmm. this one just focuses on a lot of the magic um, magic going on in Marvel, especially in the uh, wake of WandaVision um, and yeah it was just uh, it's just interesting to see a new uh, new take on a superhero movie a genre bending superhero movie um, and that still managed to, to, to keep it PG-13 with uh, good old Mr. Sam Raimi at the helm okay so I was willing to give this movie a chance I didn't again didn't really care for the first one I like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man stuff. And I think I'm kind of in anticipation for this is the reason why we ended up doing Evil Dead last month mm-hmm. um, or a few weeks ago. Yeah, so this is just, just superhero kind of, Evil Dead now that I think about it. And I love every bit of that. And I do appreciate that this feels like a return to old Sam Raimi in some ways, though it's still kind of sandwiched into the Marvel universe. And I think the problem is with all the Marvel movies that come after No Way Home or more specifically after Endgame, again, they just don't feel as big. Like, I don't know until Marvel, until they reboot X-Men for MCU or get to uh, uh, Blade or some of, or Fantastic Four, like until they start getting to some of these marquee superheroes that we haven't really covered yet, you did um, not just call Blade a marquee superhero. Well, it is now, thanks to Wesley Snipes and the 90s Blade movies. I think you do have to consider it a more uh, a higher profile character. It's for Agreed the movies, not for the that. comic books, not for the comic books, but the fact that those movies were big when they came out and the fact that Mahershala Ali is, has star power. I do think that you I you would have to count that as one of the big movies coming up. I have a feeling that that movie might the way they're gearing up might suffer from the same thing you're you're saying with Doctor Strange. I think they all might suffer in some ways because they might it feels like that they're going to be like Mahershala Ali and Jon Snow just buddy copping it up. You know what? Everything in Marvel. Everything in Marvel feels like we're literally just wasting time until we finally get back to X Men and try to do MCU Fantastic Four. It's like shoulda. It's like stop treading water, dildos. Just give us the big old crossover already. Yeah. All right. So, what was your experience with this movie? I almost forgot the format of our show. <laughs> Well, this when this movie came out in theaters, I think because my daughter had some kind of interest in it and I wasn't in the mood to be in a movie theater like for two and a half hours, like having her distract me from what I was watching. We basically chose to watch this movie at a drive in theater. Now, what happened was for some reason, I guess it was a giant line like outside the drive in theater. And like, even though people were trying to come in to watch this movie in particular, the movie had started while we were all still in line. <laughs> That's annoying. Yeah, so really when I watched this for Disney+, Plus, it was my first time watching the first five minutes of this movie. Oh. Um, so I pretty much knew everything that happened in the movie, but I did need to at least watch the first five minutes to realize exactly what happened uh, leading up to the wedding in the beginning of this. 
Because all of a sudden you have Doctor Strange inhabiting a zombie version of himself here in the third act, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So for me, this movie has had a little bit of hype for I had a little bit of hype for it, like coming out because it was like really exciting. Sam Raimi's directing again, he's directing in the MCU. Uh he it's the first time that we got to see horror, like a horror movie in the MCU, which I was really excited for. Like you and I have talked about it before. Like, I'm a sucker for genre bending like superhero movies. Um you know whether it's like making heist movies with ant-man or spy uh spy movies with captain america it just fits it like it just lends itself perfectly to have a horror movie with um especially with scarlet witch breaking bad um to just have you know dr strange be the guy but and i think maybe that's why i don't really like I don't really care about the criticism about him being second banana in this movie is because like to me it was just a vehicle to finally get to horror um the horror marvel you know uh of course there's morbid time and i didn't watch it for obvious reasons and i know you didn't watch it what? <laughs> while on paper it would be perfect for michael morbius to be to have been that guy to carry us to um you know the world of ho- like you know horror marvel nights coming out and being a thing it was just it or are just, you implying it, that i did not watch morbius in theaters did you watch morbius in theaters yes i did why <laughs> why did you do that to yourself sheer morbid curiosity <laughs> i, I uh, and the funniest part about it is here's my here's my review on morbius in five seconds i fell asleep during the movie my wife had to wake me up because i was snoring in the theater <laughs> i am not joking was it the, she was uh, already annoyed that i took her to this movie and then she had to wake me up in the theater imagine how pissed she was you took her to the movie and then you had the audacity to fall asleep <laughs> i'm surprised you beat your ass right then and there <laughs> Oh my god, so was it the people are strange? Was that what won you over and then you were like, I made a terrible mistake? No, I just was, again, I was just curious. I I knew it was going to be a completely shit, a complete shit-sucking disaster, but I just went ahead and did it anyway. And, uh, you know, whatever that putrid box office that movie made, uh, I contributed to it and I apologize, world. Did you contribute the second time around? When it was no, I did not. I have not even touched watching this movie again. Uh, though, even though the memes do make me laugh, <laughs> it's one of those movies that like you would forget you watched. Like, I'm not gonna lie, Eternals is like that for me. I completely forget Eternals was a thing sometimes. Yeah, and, then, and the funny thing is, Eternals is it's not that Eternals is that bad. It's just like I have zero desire to ever go back to it again. Yeah, I mean, the most interesting thing coming out of that is literally Mahershala Ali and Kit Harrington buddy-copping swordsman as Blade and Black Knight, <laughs> which is the thing I literally just complained about like five minutes ago. All right, so before we get into this plot, uh, what was your experience with watching uh, Multiverse of Madness the first time? I watched it at the movie theater. It was like, oh, I took my nephew. That's what it was. My nephew... 
like I remember I was gonna go out and do something. My mom was like, "Hey, can you take your nephew out?" And I was like, "Why do I gotta take him out?" And then we, then we had uh, a Spanish profanities were exchanged, and I was like, "Fine." <laughs> so my nephew's like 15 years old, and I used to take him to Marvel movies all the time, but now he's like a. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because I'm like besmirching his good name. <laughs> but he's such a jerk now. He just picks on me and bullies me all the time. And I was like, hey, you want to go watch a movie? And he's like, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> but he does that teenager thing that was really indifferent. And I'm like, do you want to go watch it? He goes, I guess. And I'm like, Jesus, don't jump at it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I took him to it. And the thing about my nephew is he's never been a horror kid. And I remember on the way there, I told him, hey, you know, I know you like Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I want you to know this is probably good. Like, even though this is Sam Raimi, it's going to be closer to Evil Dead than it is Spider-Man at times. And he's like, I've never seen Evil Dead. And I'm like, oh, do I got something to show you when we get home? (laughs) So anyway, um, he's uh, we watch the movie and I can tell when he gets disturbed by something because he hyper fixates on it. And there is one scene that I can't wait to talk about because it's the scene that got him. And it's the scene that made me like, oh, my God, that is so cool. <laughs> like, I I turned into a fucking fangirl over it. So, um, but yeah, like, took him to watch it. It was a great experience. He enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We just, like, you know, talked about what we liked, what we didn't like all throughout. So it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool experience. And then, I, and then didn't touch it until this week in preparation for the episode when you asked me, hey, what movie you want to do? And I'm like, hey, Multiverse of Madness came out. Do you want to watch that? <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. All right. So this movie kicks off with, uh, it actually starts off with America Chavez. And, it starts uh, in the Strange. middle of things. That's what Yeah. To the point where, again, because I missed this initially in the theater, I was like, fuck, did I miss something? And I kept trying to rewind it because I thought I was literally being dropped into the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but no, we get America Chavez and a Doctor Strange that are being, you know, chased by the giant eye space demon, which, you know, this thing is like, it, it, it's it's just the, the generic kaiju style like giant monster villain like well the the first demon is just a weird that one's even more generic because that one just looks like a living like shadow that's like screaming all over the place that's true yeah the one that you were you were talking about it reminded me of marvel versus capcom remember when there was like you could play as an alien space tentacle eye thing like that's what i thought of when i saw it all right yeah i don't honestly i have not played that game in years and years and years really it's been that long for you yeah huh you need to get on the stick son anyway (laughs) um yeah like you were saying so uh steve uh steven and america are trying to make their way to the book of ashanti but uh, Stephen Strange ends up getting uh, attacked by the demon. The demon tries to absorb America's power. Uh, Stephen tries to stop that by absorbing his own, uh, absorbing, trying to absorb America's powers as well, which at this point we have no idea what her powers are. Mm-hmm. So, but everyone's talking about how, how important her powers are. Um, he, and he tries to absorb them, which uh, is then revealed would kill her in the process. 
Uh, but while Stephen Strange is giving a uh, big lofty speech about how her sacrifice is going to save the multiverse, ends up getting stabbed by the demon, uh, killing him. And uh, before the demon can take America away, she's able to open a star-shaped portal in near the Book of Ashanti. Um, and Stephen is able to uh, send a spell, cut her off from the demon, uh, send her through the portal along with himself. And just as you know, they go through the portal, boom, it wakes up and Earth 616, Doctor Strange wakes up from a nightmare, completely shirtless and looking, you know, beefy. Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're not kidding. Nah, he was nah, he was he was barrel chested as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And it is revealed that it was all a dream. It was a dream, everyone. LOL. And LOLJK. LOLJK. So it was um so as uh, Dr. Strange wakes up, um we see that he kind of goes through his day and he's pre- he's preparing, and it's revealed that it's actually his old lover's Christine, played by Rachel McAdams. Oh, I did actually- not expect Rachel McAdams to come back in the second movie in this franchise. Hey, if Natalie Portman's coming back, all bets are off. <laughs> it is so weird because these actresses are, you know, they're stars and they are doing kind of like these bit parts. It might just be like that it's, you just get like popular. It must just be the popularity you get from being in like Star Wars and Marvel and like all this stuff because... Yeah, honestly, like I, I, I'm shocked that like she would come back in this, and I guess it does make sense because you know in the other stuff that Doctor Strange has been in, like Rachel McAdams has not been in those movies. Yeah. It does make sense that she has kind of like moved on with her life, and uh, she's gonna be the one to get married. And honestly, I, I, I like that for her. <laughs> I don't think that her and Strange somehow ending up together is something I would have been that interested in. It should, and it's cool because it's kind of like the it's the inverse of what happens between Pepper and Tony, right? How mm-hmm. Pepper and Tony shouldn't have gotten together because he's an egotistical asshole that kind of does whatever he wants, but that's what she loves about him. And then it's like, well, you know, this, in this one, Steve, you know, Doctor Strange is also an egotistical asshole, but she also has enough wherewithal to be like, no, that's wrong, and you shouldn't like we shouldn't bend to your will just because you know you think you're right all the time Mm -hmm. so it's a good um i guess it's a good parallel to the other pairing that we do see that's you know prominent throughout the 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 mcu um and i i honestly think especially right now marvel has the marvel studios has the money for it they're going to just go with continuity they're not like DC replacing Katie Holmes for Maggie Gyllenhaal all willy-nilly, all right? They're, they're going to throw money at their problems since they're backed by the mouse now. And they're going to be like, Rachel McAdams, what's your asking rate? Who cares? Just get over here, woman. And it <laughs> <Okay>. worked. <laughs> but anyway, it's revealed that she's going to, she's, uh, going to be married. And, you know, we have an interesting interaction between um between uh dr strange and some other guy that's at the wedding um where he's where he asks steven essentially was the call he made the right one was it necessary for him to give up the time stone and um have thanos uh you know 
essentially you know blink the world away or blink half of the half of all living life away for five years um because yeah dr strange was one of those that also blinked away but so was this guy who said that in that time he lost his cat and he lost his brother so the the big question is you know is sometimes the the decisions the superheroes make is it really the right one um and that and you know that that's kind of the theme that keeps coming back and i think christine says it a lot where she's always talking about how the the scalpel the scalpel always has to be in steven's hand because it's like he's always the one that's in control he's always the one that has to be right uh and the problem is is he doesn't he never takes the time to ask himself well what if i'm wrong or what if this isn't the best possible choice Mm -hmm. so as that's happening um and after he has that conversation with christine as well uh we get uh america who's made it to our i guess main earth earth 616 which i understand has some sort of significance in marvel comics well it's the main continuity of the marvel universe it's kind of like how yeah it's kind of like how uh earth one is like the main continuity of dc Mm mm-hmm uh, but for you know, for some reason, Marvel started with six one six. I can't. I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> uh, but the idea. But from here, America is uh, getting attacked by an unseen creature as it throws cars around, um, kind of yeah, all over uh, New York. These New York streets. Uh, Doctor Strange uh, changes out of his suit into his uh, costume and ends up flying to go save her. He dispels some magic so that we can see it's this giant kaiju eyeball monster. Yes. (laughs) I love this fight scene. I, I you know, it's generic fight scene, but yes, it works for me. It's, I don't, and you know why it works? Because it's, it's just, it has the camp it has that Sam Raimi camp from um, where I can't really explain it, but it's like between the music choices and it's like the musical stingers while the action happens. It's just a very Raimi action scene and I love it. Um, and it's like as uh, you got Doctor Strange fighting the monster and as, you know, he sends his cape to save America. Um, and it's like a, right when you think that, Doctor Strange is going to get hit. You know, he ends up getting saved last minute by Wong, who is now the Sorcerer Supreme. And we get a fun interaction between those two where Wong pokes fun at Steven saying that, it's, you know, it's custom to usually bow to your, to your, uh, to your, uh, what's it called, superiors or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, this leads into a really cool fight uh, along the side of the building, which gives me total Spider-Man to Doc Ock Spidey vibe, uh, Spidey fight scene vibes. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, it looks like didn't think about that until you just brought it up, but I guess that does make sense. And I want and and specifically just the part where like how they do that thing where um, they have a like a uh, like actual physical foreground and then you CGI background, um, so that way it doesn't look uh, really funky. But it's really cool because the you know there's that part where uh, America like lands on the ledge and when she gets up to try to save Steven, she like stomps on the on the thing and you see a give in the in the star shape. 
And I don't know why that just reminded me of like a very similar um like Spidey getting thrown against the the ledge and it breaking. Just yeah, it just reminded me of like Sp- uh, Spider-Man 2. Um but with the help of uh with the help of Wong uh, Doctor Strange is able to get a light pole and impales the monster through the eyeball, killing it. Uh, and then as the thing falls down, um, as uh, Stephen tries to talk to America about uh, who she is and why she's here, she ends up stealing one of his, his sling ring. Uh, but before she can escape, Wong and uh, Doctor Strange stop her. And then we get essentially a a good old fashioned like info dump through our new character who, who you know who has to get introduced. So right off the bat, um, one of the things I wanted to talk to about America, I wanted to talk about with America was this is a huge character to be taken from the comic book pages to the you know to the big screen. Um, you know, she is a representation not only for the Latinx community, she's huge representation in the LGBTQ plus community as well. And from what I've been reading, um, not a lot of people were super happy. They felt that her queerness was down or her queer identity was downplayed for the for the sake of the movie. Um, which I get it. Like if like I get mm. what people are saying. Like if the character if being queer is a part of this character's identity, and the most you get is the alphabet mafia flag pin that she wears on her jacket, I'd be annoyed as well. You know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Disney is doing a lot of this where they're suppressing the nature of their characters. Like, I don't know. Like, I recently watched the Buzz Lightyear movie as well, and uh, it's they've they've removed scenes of it that show you know a lgbtq couple in the movie and there's just all sorts of like where it just feels like people are either apologizing or are like trying to trojan horse like you know these kinds of characters in a, in a way where people don't don't focus on it which doesn't make sense to me and uh I, yeah i'm kind of over like this like half we want to pretend that we're really progressive like kind of thing in movies when it's like no like if you're really gonna go with it then go with it make make you know put it out there of who these characters are since it's part of their character but no but you know it's just yeah it's definitely just how i feel about it i don't want to assume ill intent which is terrible i mean it's fucking it's a million dollar corporation there's always ill intent i don't give a shit (laughs) <laughs> but i mean the thing is uh, if this character becomes recurring which i really hope she does i hope they do explore more of her as a character because based on what i've read because i haven't read any america Chavez comics like i haven't read any like i don't want to say that it's just not my wheelhouse but it's like she was written to be kind of a teenage hero and I mean, yeah, I, I should probably pick it up. I'm not going to lie, but I just haven't been able to. Uh, but from my understanding, she's this character that's been like, she's a badass. She's, uh, you know, punches first, asks questions later. Like she's very, she's very brash, headstrong and courageous. Um, a lot of people said, based on what I was reading again, uh, a lot of people on the interwebs were arguing that that's not the kind of character we saw. 
that one I push back on because I'm like, well, it's her first outing into the um, MCU. Like, give it time for her character to progress. Like, if that's, you know, like, stuff like that. Learning how to use her powers, being able, learning how to fight, learning how to, like, be brave when faced with villains or something as powerful as, say, or someone as powerful as, like, the Scarlet Witch. Like, yeah, that's stuff Mm -hmm. that you need progression to get there. But I'm like, come on, if, like, if canonically the character's queer, what is wrong with, like, addressing that on the big screen? Like, it's not that big of a deal. That's my only problem with it, is just, you know, be be about it. Don't, don't... Just sorry you know, about that fireworks <laughs> don't just go one foot in like jump all the way in if you're gonna do that but anyway yeah. uh yeah here we are with this character my understanding of course is that this character was gonna be a big deal and i did understand before i even watched this movie that america chavez actually was gonna have a much bigger part than people had assumed even going into it um yeah because i you know i follow a lot of those uh you know um like uh what is it like latinx like kind of social media pages where they like write articles on on people who are doing things for the culture and in pop culture and yeah they did an entire article on this character and this was like the week before i saw it so i kind of knew what to expect when i saw it and uh yeah i honestly i do like this character It, it it is cool like to I think we talk about how like Doctor Strange is is kind of being put in the Iron Man role in this with Pepper at the same time. I'm going to go in a different direction because we will see a member of this team later in the movie. But it also Mm -hmm. like gives me a little bit a little hint of uh, Wolverine in those X-Men movies where it's Mm -hmm. like Wolverine and like Rogue, you know, like Wolverine and young X-Men, you know, member. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like yeah i feel like dr strange in america like work really well in that kind of like in that kind of buddy pairing in this for some reason that this buddy pairing works and i don't know why it's like sochi gomez did a great job she just has like a natural charisma and i mean like freaking why am i blanking ben- yeah benedict cumberbatch <laughs> I mean, the dude's just a good actor. I always laugh at his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> you think I would be able to say it without giggling at this point? But it's like that for some reason, this pairing of just like disillusioned douche and then just like optimistic, like teenager. I don't know why. It's just it always works. Um, and these two just you know they play off uh, play off each other really well. Um, but yeah, so. Again, back to it. America takes, uh, you know, they they get her some food. She's able to kind of explain uh, her powers, how her ability is to jump all, you know, her, she's able to create portals to jump into different uh, universes. Um, Not a completely different, you know, ability from what, you know, Wong was able to do in Doctor Strange. So it fits yeah exactly so it's like they've been able to jump teleport to different places in one dimension before and where it feels a lot like x-men is the fact that you know we're gonna see a flashback later on about her not being able to control her power and what the consequences of that is and Mm -hmm. that's the first time that i've seen something in mcu 
tap into what some of those Fox X-Men movies were. I think that I feel like that's something that we so closely associate with X-Men. Like, you know, superpowers are awesome in like to all these like MCU heroes because it mm-hmm. allows them to be like, you know, the heroes that they never would have thought, you know, as people without superpowers. Whereas mm-hmm. like in X-Men, because mutants are considered like less than it is like those characters are always looked at as more of victims that have to try to overcome, you know, the, their, their mutantness to, you know, it, it just like, it's this thing that they have to learn how to live with and learn how to, you know, overcome as opposed to it being something that enhances their life in an overwhelmingly positive way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in a lot of those movies, in the MCU, it shows you the good things about um, about having powers, how you can use them right away, and everything is fine. <laughs> X-Men is a little bit more realistic in that, no, there's some trauma that comes along uh, uh, with it. And then you have Hellboy, where Liz Sherman ends up nuking her neighborhood <laughs> and killing a bunch of people because she doesn't know how to control her, her, her pyromancy. So, you know, there's levels to this. So, um, after talking with uh, after talking with America, Wong and uh, Stephen convince her to come to uh, Carmitage, I believe is what it's called. Um, and uh, that they'll be able to protect her there from whatever it is that's hunting her. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Stephen uh, says that uh, because some of the some of the runes that they recognize on the demon were uh were uh very reminiscent of witchcraft um dr strange goes to uh look for uh wanda who has a con you know they have a conversation wanda reveals that she's not you know doing the superhero thing and then she tries to apologize for what happened at westview um to which steven responds yeah you know don't worry about it that i need your help this is a good way for you to get back on your lunchbox <laughs> And uh, while they're talking about taking Wanda to uh, Carmitage, she slips and says, well, why don't you bring America here? Um, And after Doctor Strange stops talking, uh, Wanda kind of clicks for her saying, oh, you never said her name, did you? Uh, And then suddenly she drops the illusion and reveals like this beautiful like this beautiful field like an apple orchard that they were talking in is suddenly dead and decayed and gross looking um and she's revealed herself in like in her full um her full uh, scarlet witch costume and uh wanda just tells steven that you know very simply to they have a day to produce uh america to her or not or if not she'll go to carmitage and pretty much level everything and kill everyone to get what she wants um and they have a really interesting talk about um where where wanda kind of takes steven a task here where about giving up the time stone to thanos and how that kind how that decision cost her uh her husband and how she ended up killing vision because of it and how her sacrifice meant nothing because thanos with the time stone just turned it back and ripped the mind stone right out of his head again now one of the biggest criticisms of all of this wanda stuff in this 
is it to many people, and I'll probably include myself into this. I get it, but I don't. This does feel like it's a bit of a reverse from uh, where we left off at the end of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Like it hard court, like it felt like Rise of Skywalker, like like levels of we are going in reverse. Like it, it mm-hmm. was jarring to go in and watch Wanda be such a villain and basically discover that she is the main villain of this piece. I it really didn't it really didn't surprise I mean it's not that I, it didn't really jar me I think is the proper term uh, the, the term he used because I mean yeah you're okay like, with this because I knew Scarlet Witch because in the comics I always knew Scarlet Witch has to break bad at some point like this isn't new like you're also talking about the woman that li- almost like destroyed every mutant in the entire world so it's like in the, and this is in line with comics um scarlet witch the thing is you kind of start seeing it in the in the end of wandavision though like the fact that she even has the dark hold like it's not too crazy to think about that the dark hold like just the knowledge of the dark hold can corrupt her um i think I think it's also, an, I mean, it leads to an interesting arc for her to have throughout this movie. I see what you're saying, though. Like, it's weird. I, I feel like we've seen the arc, and I feel like the arc was seen in the series, and now all of a sudden we're going to have to go see her go through an arc again. I get it. I you, What you mean about, like, re- returning the character to more of a comics thing, and that's what I mean by, like, the fact that I got so much X-Men vibe watching this as well. This does mm-hmm. feel very X-Men as well. Again, it's like she she definitely feels like, and my understanding is she she does also have a lot of like crossover with X Men, right? It, it does it it. Well, she's I feel like we're, daughter, yeah, like, yeah. Like I feel like we're we're here now, and this is definitely like the M. I feel like this is definitely the MCU's like. Obviously, we're gonna see Patrick Stewart later, but this is really them like dipping their toes into. Hey, this is you know, hey, we're we're going X Men pretty soon, you guys, and and Get be prepared for, for how all these characters are gonna fit into X Men, and uh, which while that fits what this movie is doing, it's just really difficult for me to super be into it or super be in support of this movie when a lot of it does just feel like, I, you know we're going to have to go watch her. We're going to have to watch her go through the arc again. Like I thought the ending of WandaVision was supposed to be cathartic for her and her being able to let go of all the things that she was doing, you know, in that town. And it just feels like, no, that's like now that this is over, it's just like, I'm just going to travel to all these other universes and make everyone else miserable. Well, I think that was the point of the final scene of her with the Darkhold was the thing of uh of of wandavision like that was the whole point of the dark hold was that when she's you know when she's like outside of the cabin but then you see her astral self is reading the book and learning all this dark shit yeah i mean it's not it's just not crazy to think about the her reading this book that shouldn't be read almost like the necronomicon ex mortis 
and that it would probably send her down this spiral of being like oh let me undo everything i learned about compassion and being able to let go and be like no i can do something and now i will do something because i have the power to do so but i don't know that's just me like i'm also not um, I mean, I, I also understand what people are saying. Like, it sucks. You got to see her go through, like, the dark version of the arc. She had an entire, like, eight-episode series dedicated to. So I'm not, oh, yeah, I'm not poo-pooing on it. But, I am. I know, but that's because you're just trying to be different. So shut up. I No, I <laughs> I'm think... just kidding. I know, I know. No, we disagree. <laughs> All right, so suck it. <laughs> it's okay to disagree every once in a while. It's okay to be Angel. It's okay to be wrong. You know, eat my right? entire ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of this show: is that it's differing opinions that drive conversation. We don't always have to like the same things, and we don't Stop always. Have dick. To don't be make right. me. Don't make me agree about how we disagree to agree. so after that um the essentially all the wizards go to protect hogwarts (laughs) (laughs) and for some reason there's a minotaur and no one ever addresses it the entire movie and it's kind of infuriating (laughs) but essentially all like the spot all the no that's what they are right they're they're wizards or sorcerers But all the sorcerers go to Carmitage and they like start setting up their defenses and preparing for Wanda to just show up and ruin everyone's lives. Um, and as they start setting up a shield, um, Wanda ends up using some cool new abilities. Like she's able to kind of enter people's minds forcefully now and she's able to like implant thoughts. By making one of the uh, one of the wizard boys get all scared and start running, which ends up breaking the shield, and she then proceeds to just murder the ever loving shit out of everybody, <laughs> and she's just blasting them. Um, none of the sorcerers are able to to stop her, so they they take uh, America deeper into the into Carmitage. Um and as she goes in, she ends up triggering like this magic uh this magic trap where she gets sent in a weird mirror world and she uses the reflections to essentially start taking out some of the sorcerers as they're protecting uh america and she eventually does finally get out of the uh of the mirror world and the way they do it reminded me so much of evil dead 2 army of darkness where she like does this kind of like spider like reagan style spider walk through the reflection and she's all inverted (laughs) and breaks her bones back into place like it it also felt like something that would have been an outtake from drag me to hell if we're talking sam raimi right now or yeah, like it reminded me of Drag Me to Hell. It reminded me of Bruce Evil Campbell. Dead. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That Evil Dead, and no, an army of darkness. They have this eight very... of clubs, seven of hearts. <laughs> well, army of darkness does this a similar scene where uh, Ash splits to Evil Ash and 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 Hero Ash, right? 
but it's like the way he does it it's like these two body parts just start splitting in the middle and start fighting each other. <laughs> it looks super goofy but creepy at the same time and i think that right there is sam raimi's wheelhouse goofy but creepy <laughs> and he's able to do it um yeah uh and when uh scarlet witch comes out she starts uh attacking uh attacking to try to get america uh steven's able to fight her off and uh just as things are starting to get really intense america unwittingly opens a portal and steven is able to push her through and go along with her and they get this really cool psychedelic scene of as you know the portal closes and they start falling through all these worlds where they go through like animation world and paint world (laughs) and there's like worlds in the future and in the past suddenly there's sepia there's dinosaurs like it's really cool um that i will give the doctor strange movies they have such cool visuals when they do things like this like when they do magic or when they do the multiverse hopping um and finally they end up in a world what was it called 838 right yes um i know numbers <laughs> i know i remember <laughs> the things we we were we were talking about i remember um, the movie i just watched <laughs> so uh as they land in world 838 uh they think that they're um best chance at stopping wanda um is to try to find the doctor strange of this new world they're in and um you know we get that funny scene of america trying to tell uh trying to tell steven like the rules some multiverse hopping and how food is free and then she finds out they're not (laughs) and then we get I really did like. I really wish that every other world was communist. It, it doesn't it feel like a U.S. like like an allegory for the U.S. Like every other country does like single payer health, single payer health care, and then like we have like the worst safety net on earth. Oh, a hundred percent. And you, know we're the we're the ghetto about. universe. <laughs> we're the shit one that every other universe looks at and like, oh no, roll your windows <laughs> up. <laughs> But I love when she ends up just stealing a food, which apparently is just like a pizza ball. I love the fact that it's just like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those bizarre like or corn on the orb like <laughs> memes. <laughs> just couldn't stop laughing at pizza ball. It's like, why is like ball-shaped food the like food of the future? Like, remember Dippin' Dots being the ice cream of the future? Dippin' Dots is wonderful, and I love that it's become a staple of all theme parks and zoos because I have recently had Dippin' Dots when I went to the San Francisco Zoo, and they were quite lovely. I thought they had disappeared off the earth, no. but apparently, like in certain places, like it still exists. Now what I want to exist is circular (laughs) orb-shaped pizza. Honestly, I want all my food to be in ball form. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part is you get your obligatory Sam Raimi, uh, Bruce Campbell, uh, the Bruce Campbell uh, crazy street vendor cameo. You mean mean pizza papa? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know why the line Pizza Papa always gets paid made me laugh so much. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like I felt like Bruce Campbell was doing the like Papa John's, like the, the Papa John's founder thing, you know? Like it just felt like he was just seconds away from saying, I've had dirty pizzas and dirty <laughs> Just sweating grease. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, he calls himself Pizza Papa. And then uh <laughs> like I, okay, I gotta say, Bruce Campbell has the best facial expressions in movies, and I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. The man is like a living mask. Like it was hilarious to see him punch himself in the face. But yeah, Steven uh, puts a, um, a hex on him to make himself punch himself in the face so that they can escape. And they end up going to where the Sanctum Sanctorum is supposed to be. And instead, they find a statue of Doctor Strange who apparently died during the battle with Thanos. Mm-hmm. And it's revealed that Baron Mordo, or Carl Mordo as they call him, is because you know that's his name but it's revealed that he's actually the um the sorcerer supreme of this universe and as uh steven tries to explain what him and america have been through they end up passing out and it turns out that mordo drugged them and took them to a secret research facility somewhere in new york that is led by the illuminati (laughs) so as a marvel nerd i fucking from you know marvel nerd from like 2005 to maybe 2010 or so i lost my shit when i saw the illuminati in actual like mcu i never thought we would see the true illuminati all right so this is a marvel thing eh Yes, 100%. So the the Illuminati is essentially, think of all your big brainy people in the uh, MCU. So it's uh, Mr. Fan, or I'm sorry, in the Marvel Universe. So we're talking Mr. Fantastic, uh, Black Bolt, Professor X, um, Black Panther, uh, Namor the Submariner, Tony Stark, there's like a couple other people that have switched in and out. Doctor Strange. Um, and essentially they are uh, like this think tank that comes together anytime there's a threat that they think is too big for any one group to handle. And they go and they do it themselves pretty much without like, essentially... They, they they work together because they think that their collective brain power can find the best possible answer without bringing in the whole superhero community. Um, it led to, like, the destruction of a planet, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're kind of dicks, though. Like, they're kind of e- they border on being evil at times. Yes. But, um, but, yeah, it was really cool to see because, you know, a lot of your main characters, like, like for example, uh, you've heard of Planet Hulk, right? I think I told you about it. Yes, I have. So the Illuminati were the ones that decided that they're going to shoot Bruce Banner into space um, <laughs> okay. against his will, essentially. <laughs> Never thinking he would come back super pissed off and just kicks the shit out of everybody. <laughs> so that's why... 
I personally, I was a little let down when Thor Ragnarok just kind of folded in World War Hulk into that. But then I love Thor Ragnarok, so I kind of made up for it. Yes, it felt like it felt like it just used like the idea of Planet Hulk as like a kind of a gag. Yeah, and I mean, not a gag, not a gag, but I mean, like it wasn't the main point of the story. It's just like let's make reference to this thing that people care about, but it's not going to be the main part of the story. And you know what? Like the way they're using MCU Hulk, like, and I'm not criticizing it either. I, I no, you know, no, I don't. I'm not familiar enough with Planet Hulk, and I also enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I just, I think- uh, yeah, it's interesting to find out that this that this group uh is are the people that are responsible for that and also just the fact that this group is like actually something in marvel that people pay attention to yeah they had a they had a pretty big run for for a while back there's an illuminati comic there was if i remember correctly there was a mini series it wasn't like a regular thing that they could do consistently because then you would have to find a way to write out all those characters from their respective series for a bit um, but they had a couple miniseries that like crossed over into big events that, that were going on in Marvel at the time. Not to get too far on a tangent here, but because we are now at Illuminati, we get Patrick Stewart returning as Professor X in his yellow, you know, hover chair. From... Not to mention, we got the musical stinger from the X-Men yes. cartoon. Absolutely loved it. I'd appreciated that. Uh, how do we feel about Reed Richards? played by john krasinski <laughs> i personally love it all right i'm down with it too he i'm very much down with it and uh i'm it, it's it's a nice little tease way for like marvel to just say hey guess what guys this is coming we're doing this i'm like, still very were, curious as to what they're gonna do with x-men like he was um, a fan cast if i remember correctly like a couple years back and it just mm-hmm. worked out perfect because he has big goofy dad energy and you know, Mr. Fantastic kind of needs that. <laughs> he kind of needs to have big dude, goofy dad energy. So I was like, yeah, yeah why not? Why no, not it, make it? it feels it feels like it's it's the right. You want someone who's got good presence to play that main character. And I feel too often they've picked like very bland, uninteresting guys to play Reed Richards. So I do appreciate <laughs> that they pick someone who most people will know, and he does have a personality. And I think that's going to be good for that property. I think the fact that Patrick Stewart is the Professor X that's being brought back in here, that this is probably telling us more than anything. Hey, you know, that second first class forward, you know, decades universe that we did, uh, we're pretty much probably going to go in a completely different direction at this point. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I'm, uh... I'm for because Dark Phoenix was there's just no coming back from that yeah pretty much they kind of crapped the bed there so we have the return of maria rambo this time as uh captain her actually being um captain marvel we get introduced to uh captain britain peggy carter uh, essentially from the what if you know if you saw the what if series you would know that um that you know it's from what if peggy carter got the super soldier serum instead of um steve rogers and you know lo and behold she gets swole and gets really good with (laughs) with the shield and then we get introduced to blackagar boltagon which not many people would know people have no reason to know who black bolt is 
he comes from a race of non-mutants that lives on the surface of the moon called the Inhumans. Instead of being mutant, they're not mutants. They're totally not mutants, guys. <laughs> they all get their powers from these weird mists that kind of just, you know, they when they breathe it in, they all get weird freaky powers. Like one dude has goat legs and he can cause earthquakes. And there's one girl that can control her hair, kind of like Sindel. They call her Medusa. <laughs> um, again, these are remnants from like old, like Jack Kirby style characters. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where they're so goofy, but they still, for some reason, they still work. It's the same reason why a character like Mr. Miracle, like we still love him in Jack Kirby's fourth world. Um I'm trying to think who else. Oh, and of course, uh, Baron Mordo being uh, kind of rounding off our Illuminati for uh, World 838. Um, so here they uh, reveal to um, they reveal to Stephen that their version of, of Doctor, Strange, Doctor Strange died after he tried to use the um, after he tried to use the Darkhold so that he can learn dreamwalking and pretty much he goes in which it turns out is a spell that's used where you go into another world and you can do all kinds of stuff with your counterpart um however because it makes the you know it kind of thins the veil between universes it makes it easier for incursions to occur so where people from other universes go to universes that aren't their own which in turn can cause all kinds of crazy stuff like you know epidemics taking place wars oh or it can just make an entire universe crash in with another and then they both just explode so that's a huge no-no it is revealed that uh dr strange from 838 actually destroyed an entire universe it's never said how but he just did so after they're able to beat back Thanos, um, the Illuminati takes it on themselves to punish Doctor Strange by killing him. Um, for those that don't know, um, Black Bolt's voice is so powerful. It can like, like atomize people. It's like he just fucking shoots an atomic bomb from his mouth every time he talks. And that's how he ends up killing uh, Doctor Strange. Um, so he tries. So six one six Doctor Strange tries to convince the Illuminati that if he can get a hold of the, of the Book of Vishanti, he'll be able to stop. Um, he'll be able to stop uh, Wanda from uh, dreamwalking and going into Earth eight three eight. So. And back in Earth 616, um, Wong and a bunch of the sorcerers are able to kind of do a counter offensive where they end up destroying the Darkhold. And um, and then uh, that way Wanda can start doing the dreamwalking spell. So we get to meet uh, 838 Wanda, who's with her kids. Uh, what were their name again? Pippi and Skippy? No, Billy and Tommy. And I'd rather um, just call them Pippi and Skippy. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's I like cool. how your first instinct was to just 
<laughs> make up the worst possible names. <laughs> Like Billy and Tommy are any better than what I came up with? Oh no, if it's oh, so Bill, you know, you have um, Wanda living with Billy and Tommy, um, and this is kind of where we get the Sam Raimi Evil Dead demon running at you. <laughs> it's very Evil Dead the way like the demon kind of walks around the house in a first person view. Uh, until finally it like runs up on her when she least suspects it and she ends up getting possessed by herself from uh, Earth 616 um, so once she is able to get control she um, Wanda takes Earth 838 Wanda she flies off to the um, for some reason she knows exactly where the Illuminati are so she flies straight there um, also, um, Stephen meets eight uh, eight three eight Christine, who hates this Stephen just as much as she hates her Stephen. Um, but screw all that! Like, yeah, we talked about we talked about all the boring stuff. Let's get to the cool shit. Yes, please. Wanda gets to the Illuminati and proceeds to wreck everyone's shit super hard, and I love it. It starts with the Ultron bots. Um, she goes on this rampage where she's just covered in oil. The oil looks like blood. And I'm like, I see what you did there, Sam. That's how you get around the, for the PG-13 rating. Um, and while, while Steven tries to warn the Illuminati that they're not strong enough, uh, they go to confront her anyway. And immediately, she just starts wrecking them. And like mr fantastic tries to talk some sense into her saying about like i understand what you're going through as a father like i understand like i can't imagine what it would be like uh to which she responds do you have a wife because at least your kids won't grow up to be orphans i was like oh my god (laughs) and then when when he said when he sticks black bolt on her and says that with uh what was it if he opens his mouth he can like destroy you Uh, or was it if he can destroy you by uttering one word from his mouth and she just goes what mouth and then you see that Black Bolt's mouth is gone and he panics and then the back of his head explodes I was like oh shit I this is the part I was talking about my nephew like brutality Wanda goes full evil dead army of darkness witch like at this point if she hadn't already i mean she was already like had no problem laying people out but this is where it gets particularly more brutal and again i brought my four-year-old daughter to the drive-in to go watch this (laughs) this is the point in the movie where i give her the nintendo switch and sit her in the back seat so mom and dad can watch the rest of it She's like, what, what are y'all doing over there? Instead of being afraid, she actually like enjoys it. <laughs> she gets a little too into it. But it was crazy. When Black Bolt's head like blows up, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. I love this. Immediately, you know, Mr. Fantastic tries to tries to apprehend her. She just spaghettifies him is the only way I can describe it. <laughs> I want to start using this phrase. I'm going to spaghettify you. 
and it's like as he's his body's turned to noodles his head just pops you're just like oh my god <laughs> right off the bat she takes out two heavy hitters um she ends up fighting both captain marvel and peggy carter uh where she ends up just fighting off uh one of them and then like while peggy carter is completely distracted she ends up just shucking the shield cutting her in half i was like oh my god (laughs) and then in the end uh as she fights captain marvel she like absorbs her energy um and ends up just like crushing her with the statue you're just it's just totally brutal um Meanwhile, Christine, realizing that uh, the Illuminati got their shit kicked in, uh, she's trying to get America out of the containment unit, uh, but it's kind of, uh, it's shown that when they're in lockdown, she can't get out. So America, as a response, starts punching it, which we, again, we get more of those star, star power, star energy pretty much she cracks in the shape of a star and uh right when wanda like shows up and you think uh this is it you know in comes uh yeah professor x and he uh goes into wanda's mind and he thinks that he can get uh wanda he can get 838 wanda out from under like whatever curse um she's under like they can kick out uh, the scarlet witch but then you wonder if it was all a trick because this red mist just surrounds him and then suddenly the the scarlet witch just comes out of the mist and just snaps his neck so quickly <laughs> and then sadly professor x dies and he hunches over in his uh floating wheelchair go-kart thing <laughs> it is pretty sad and disappointing and obviously this this has to be the send-off for patrick stewart as professor x right i keep thinking it like i thought logan was that mm-hmm. i'm gonna say this is probably it for him at long last goodbye no. professor x no you're gonna watch him die like four more times just like <laughs> <real> professor x <laughs> so um (laughs) floating wheelchair as it like flies through space (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why the the idea of patrick stewart just being like well the professor x being dead in the floating wheelchair while like the wheelchair continues to just move (laughs) and no one does anything to stop it It, (laughs) it's it's just dark and it makes me laugh like it just starts spinning like a Roomba <laughs> and then um so Christine manages to get America out before uh Scarlet Witch comes to uh they reunite with Steven after he has a fight with uh Mordo um he's they're able to escape and they find a portal to um to the uh, book of Vishanti that 838 steven had built in order to get there they have to like run through these like super what looks like cold war era like pipes or like these weird uh sewage rooms uh as they run through the tunnels um like uh scarlet witch is right behind them just smashing the doors in with her powers 
And right when they think they have her blocked off and that she's, you know, maybe given up, she like teleports in through the shadows and it's super creepy because you just see her red eyes. <laughs> and then um, at that point, Steven uh, oh, tries to drown her um, by like essentially bringing down a bunch of what I can only assume is sewage water over her. Uh, they ma- they managed to get to the Book of Ashanti, uh, but by that point, uh, Scarlet Witch uh, gets the drop on them, and while she shoots magic, she ends up destroying the book itself, and she forces America to open a portal to Earth 616, where she throws her through uh, to the Scarlet Witch, and she also sends... Um, Stephen and Christine to another uh, dimension. This one looking like it had been the one that had been hit with an incursion or something like that. So this this takes us to the third act of the movie. This is where things start getting a little wonky for me, and I'm not a huge fan of the pacing of this film. Uh, you can chop it up to it being like... Um, you can chop it up to it being like, oh, this is happening in two separate worlds. But I don't know. It feels like they take too long in one world. Like, there's no sense of urgency in one world while something big is happening in another. <laughs> you are not kidding. I, I think that the le- both the length of this movie and just the fact that we're, you know, it's just like all that Illuminati stuff that took up so much time in the middle of it. Like, this really does, almost like when we talked Jurassic World last week, it feels like it. This is like the Italy shit from Jurassic World from last week, right? Just, it just like man, it's like this feels like different movies. It feels like we went one direction, and now it's like, all right, well, now we're coming back to this, and you're like, eh, but I really, I didn't really want to come back to this. And I think the only thing that really makes this third act really that interesting is that you know this is where Wanda is just gonna go full Evil Dead like Sam Raimi villain character in like, yeah, this is where the movie's going to try to flex the horror movie muscles. Because mm-hmm. once we get to um, the other, once we get to the other earth, we, f- we see that there's no one there. Um, and it's just strange. <laughs> we see that it's just strange. And um, and Christine, and you see the world kind of like, inverted and like falling apart and as they get Mm -hmm. over to the sanctum sanctorum essentially you find out that this is this is the the home of evil dr strange (laughs) and this is what (laughs) happens when you become corrupted by the completely by the dark hold um so he has like this third eye on his forehead again this is something from what if if you watch the what if series like you get a little bit more backstory on what happened to this character um but essentially, uh, you know, he he got a hold of the dark hold and he couldn't save the world and kind of forced a bunch of incursions. And now uh, the only idea Stephen has is to uh, get a hold of this world's dark hold and use it so that he can uh, dreamwalk in our world. Mm-hmm. So this leads to a very unnecessary but cool music fight between the two Stevens, where they're like shooting musical notes at each other, um, which kind of uh, which 
culminates in Steven getting the uh, 616, Steven getting the the dark hold away from evil Steven, shooting him out the window, which then ends with him being impaled in front of Christine. <laughs> so as he runs up, um, Steven prepares the uh, dream walk ritual and he instructs Christine to protect him, uh, protect his body as he dream walks in another world. Um, and tying it all together, uh, because Wong and uh, Stephen hid the body of uh, the original Doctor Strange from way back in the beginning, <laughs> he Stephen or six one six Stephen then uses the spell to become zombie Doctor Strange. Yeah, let's go. It was great. He punches a hole through the dirt, and it's just total Evil Dead. Like he's decayed. He looks like a zombie. He looks like a deadite. But it's so yes, freaking cool. absolutely. This is, again, this is where we go full Evil Dead. Meanwhile, which Wong... makes me glad that we watched that movie a few weeks ago because I really could feel the the raminess of it all. You appreciate the raminess more in uh, Multiverse of Madness when you go back and watch a lot of like the Evil Dead stuff, and you're like, "Oh, dang!" So this is just you. No, seriously, I did this this watching as opposed to the theater watching because I hadn't watched Evil Dead yet. This watching definitely that third act felt more interesting to me mm-hmm. than you know some of the early stuff, uh, just because I had just seen Evil Dead. So after, um, so all the while Wong is scaling the mountain and he starts fighting these golems um, to try to save America. And then, you know, we, we Steven, he's able to sling ring over to uh, the mountain to Mount, what's it called? Mount Mordor. I know that's not it. That's just because we've been talking about freaking uh, Wundagar. There we go. Mount Wundagar. <laughs> Mount Pippi and Dippy. <laughs> Mount Pippi and Dippy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Dr. Strange. Or was it Bippy and Skippy? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, like Bippy, Dippy, and Skippy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, as he sling rings the Mount Wundagor, uh, he ends up getting attacked by a bunch of demons or, or the souls of the damned, as they call them, which is sick mm-hmm. as fuck. <laughs> and after Christine fights off a couple of them that come out of Steven's body, uh, she goes and remind you know, kind of gives him a pep talk and reminds him that he's the sorcerer supreme and that you can make them bend to your will. And I was like, yeah, let's give the guy that has an ego problem even more ego problems. (laughs) And in a fucking awesome visual, he gets like all the souls, these angry spirits, and turns them into this living evil cape. Oh my god, it was so cool. (laughs) All that was left is that like if Master of Puppets started playing or some Metallica riff. No, it's really good. This this bit of it is actually really good. And the fact that that Steven can use zombie Steven as a marionette from another universe is it's an interest. It, it, it's, it's pretty cool. 
I did not know that this is where we were going to go, but this third act, it both falls off the rails and is awesome all at the same time. I appreciate the fucking bullshit, like, craziness of it all. And I feel like, again, we watched, like, Evil Dead, which is more of the traditional, like, horror film. I feel like we're we're wandering more into Evil Dead sequels territory with the ending of this movie. Oh, 100%. So as uh, Zombie Strange flies over to uh, where the Darkhold is, he essentially sends a bunch of his, he, he sends the souls to fight off, um, to fight off um, Scarlet Witch, and they're able, and then Wong is able to lock him in uh, using a spell of his own. Uh, in that moment, um, Stephen goes and uh, confronts America, who thinks that the only way to possibly save uh, the multiverse at this point is to uh, absorb her power. And she kind of like accepts that. And she thinks that's what Steven's there to do, Uh, especially since Wong yells it. (laughs) But um, Steven surprises her by saying that that's not what he's going to do and that he trusts her and that she needs to learn to trust herself and her powers Um, saying that everywhere they were supposed to go, uh, whether she intended to or not, their their portal jumps sent them exactly where they were supposed to go, and that she th- and that he thinks she has the power to be uh, the Scarlet Witch, and ends it by saying, "Go kick that witch's ass." <laughs> and after he confronts uh, the Scarlet Witch, who immediately starts um, destroying um, Zombie Steven's body, uh, you get. Erica coming in essentially off the top rope and just like socking <laughs> I was about to say Wonder Woman <laughs> socking Scarlet Witch right in the face <laughs> and at this point she, <laughs> she's starting to use like her star powers to kind of like give her I don't know I guess super strength and she just keeps punching her um, but at one point she realizes that she can't just like beat her with uh, with force so she ends up opening a portal to um to Bippy and Skippy's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll she never ends- stop calling them that ever. <laughs> <laughs> she ends up opening a portal to 838 Wanda's house. Um and as soon as she sees other Wanda all messed up from everything that uh, Scarlet Witch put her through, she like throws her across the room, almost killing her again. So then the kids start like trying to protect their mom by throwing toys and like throwing a bunch of stuff at her. Um, and then finally, like she she loses it and yells at them, which ends up frightening the kids even more. And as they run around to try to like hide from her she tells them i never wanted to hurt you i would never what makes you think that but then she kind of realizes oh crap i've become a monster trying to protect these two dumb kids or trying to find these two dumb kids oh no i have just discovered the thing that i discovered in that other previous series (laughs) that i was in no she never got that bad she was just like in that one she was like oh man i'm fucking all these people's lives up okay i can have it back and this oh man she sure never had that realization before. No, in this one, the realization was, wow, I killed a lot of, like, ethnically ambiguous magicians and possibly a <laughs> minotaur. <laughs> Again, no one cares about the minotaur but me, apparently. 
<laughs> but um yeah at this point she kind of resigns and um you know realizes she's become this monster she uses what's left of her power to destroy the dark hold man melt wundagore uh leveling it um long and america are able to escape and uh zombie steven kind of dies with her um she ends up destroying the dark hold in every universe so that no one can use it to spread evil again and then you're just kind of left to an ambiguous fate i'm left to assume that i probably i think that um that scarlet witch is still there but she's just like in hibernation now but who knows where they where they want to go with that after um i feel like the character is too good not to use again so we'll see if she comes back um so after um you know we have wong he continues to be the sorcerer supreme uh america chavez has been i I was about to say inducted but i guess (laughs) enrolled into you know wong's school for witchcraft and wizardry (laughs) (laughs) wong's school for gifted youngsters there we go nailed it so she's learning how to she's going to train with the sorcerers until she can learn to use her powers um and uh steven encourages her uh by saying that her parents raised a great kid and that he can't wait till uh she's able to go into the multiverse and find them Um, you know really sweet really sweet moment and as he goes back to uh bleaker street out in new york as he leaves his house in his totally douchey um like scarf he starts having these like terrible like head splitting migraine am i right oh oh, my goodness (laughs) as an eyeball opens up on his forehead (laughs) open your third eye open your wake up and open your third eye (laughs) And he, um, you know, screams in pain as the movie, like, pans out in Sam Raimi fashion, and that's the movie. <laughs> or so you think. Well, yeah, of course, it's a Marvel movie, so we get some post-credit and You get, like, scenes. fucking five credit scenes. You get um, one where it's Steven walking down, you know, walking in the street again. Um, he gets confronted by this purple armor clad Charlize Theron who tells him that they he started an incursion and only he can stop it if he isn't a coward and then he like switches back into his costume and then the third eye opens and no one bats an eye <laughs> <laughs> no one bats an eye over it and then he goes I'm not he goes I'm never scared or something like that and then they go into this portal. So I guess it's Doctor Strange fighting the multiverse now. And then, of course, the final ending being that uh, Bruce Campbell recovering from punching himself in the say- face saying movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, roll credits. That's our movie. That was Multiverse of Madness. So, Angel, let's start with you. Do you like Multiverse of Madness? I like it. I definitely say watch it. I definitely recommend that people that, you know, if you're into these movies, check them out. I did. Again, I thought the first Doctor Strange is okay. 
I was excited about this just because I knew that we were going to get the return of Professor X and some other characters in this. Um, and I was interested enough in the the promotional materials for this that I ended up watching the first one, which I hadn't watched since 2017 or 2018, whenever it came out. So it definitely got me in the spirit to watch it. Um, but again, I just think it's it's there's a lot of stuff in here where it's it's just it slogs a little in the middle. And while the America Chavez stuff is really interesting and I do like the relationship that she and Dr. Strange have outside of doing it for this podcast, I just don't see myself coming back to this movie very often. And I think it's just I, that's my main problem with it is mm-hmm. it's there's nothing that's insultingly bad about it. It's just that there's nothing that's so overwhelmingly good that I'm going to feel like I'm going to have to return to this many more times. I'm glad I had watched it. I'm glad I watched it again now that it's been out on streaming. I don't know if I'll ever have to come back to it again. And I'd rather look forward to Marvel. Really, it just gets me more excited for the other things that Marvel could be doing. But yeah, I really like this movie. But I'm also, I'm going to admit my bias right here. I'm a huge Sam Raimi mark. I love, we've talked about it before during the Evil Dead. I love the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. And this just feels like a Marvel version of Evil Dead. (laughs) It's just Evil Dead with superheroes. And I really enjoy that. I thought, you know, like one of the the better performances, like I loved um, Elizabeth Olsen in this movie. It was cool seeing, um, seeing some depth from her. You know, you're like, yeah, we know she can play the hero character, but it was cool seeing her as a villain. I thought she did it well, and she was very convincing. Um, I thought Sochi Gomez was fantastic. I don't know if this is her first film, but I thought she was great, and I hope we get to see more of her in the future. I think she she's, you know, brings good energy to the franchise, or just the MCU in general. And yeah, dude, youth movement. Bring more of these. <laughs> I'm currently watching Miss Marvel or uh yeah, Miss Marvel. Um, and it's just cool to see like these characters that um even though I may not be familiar with, but I know younger generations know way better and maybe connect with, like getting a lot more life and seeing them with all these legacy characters. So that's really dope. Um yeah, like I'm not, I haven't been a huge Doctor Strange fan, but I felt like he was just a vehicle to get us horror in Marvel, um, which I personally was a huge fan of. Uh, is this a perfect movie? Far from it. You know, it has some pacing issues. It, like Angel said, it slogs a lot towards the middle and just trying to figure out how time works between, you know, where you have these other dimension jumpings in the third act like the, like i said the third act falls off the rails and then but is still awesome at the same time <laughs> if you're if you're a sam raimi fan like it feels like this movie's a mini version of like his greatest hits like that like i was saying that or that first fight scene with the eyeball octopus gave me a lot of um spider-man vibes especially fighting when they're fighting on the on the side of the building it gave me drag me to hell vibes it gave me evil dead vibes like it has a little bit of everything um i'll probably watch it again it's one of those movies i can see myself putting on the background while i'm doing stuff uh maybe not actively paying attention but definitely having it on um yeah it, it, it it's 
it's a fun action adventure horror movie and that's like a weird niche alley that i really enjoy hanging out in so we'd like to thank you guys for joining us uh, for this episode of the show please continue to interact with us on social media please uh leave us you know uh, ratings on spotify ratings on apple Podcasts, reviews on apple Podcasts if you can to help raise awareness of the show and uh, before we end this episode, I think it is really neat that uh, we are celebrating, even though we've already passed this threshold several days ago, uh, we passed uh, 10,000 all-time downloads in the history of the show, which, you know, doesn't seem like much. And, you know, to lots of people are like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you don't have much going on there. But, you know, to us who we have, we have been doing this show for over three years at this point, and where there was like certain parts in the last few months where you almost wonder if the show was going to continue at all. It's really exciting that we're continuing to put out content and that the show is continuing to uh, net downloads and that people are start are starting to discover the show as well uh, by going through the back catalog. So. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. We wouldn't be able to do it without y'all. Um you know the people that do download people that do listen we appreciate every single one of you being able to you know just listen to our opinions whether they're wrong or not (laughs) (laughs) and uh, if you have any suggestions for things that we can do to change the format of the show or if there's anything that you feel like we have to that we should discuss that we're not discussing enough please uh, we welcome all feedback uh, when possible but please we appreciate you guys who are following the show and uh, just you know ask if it's if you know other people that could be interested in listening to the show to introduce them to it or send them a link or you know show them how to download the show we are on apple Podcasts, we're on spotify we're on many other platforms including stuff like audible so uh, we're definitely out there um, and again we appreciate you guys continuing to follow the show And we'll talk to you guys next time. Oh, yeah. See y'all later, nerds.